0: Words Media Podcast may contain mature themes. And if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed damn. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Episode nine. Here we go. Oh, starting off, um, had a little bit of a little impromptu trip to Ankeny yesterday. Um, one of the boys kind of had a rough afternoon, so I took, uh, took some time, went and picked him up and brought, uh, brought him home. Um, and uh, he'll be back Monday so he's taking a little bit of a break. And You know what sometimes we all need a break, right? We need to take a break from all the distractions and friends and and, and everything else and just kind of get things straight and um, I'm super proud of him for for all that he's accomplished uh, up there at school and, And how much he's grown and things like that. But sometimes you just got to go back to mom and dad or uh, mom and stepdad, as I should say, and and uh, just reset. So, you know, I was thinking yesterday um, about the job stuff and things with uh, with the kids and and things like that. And one of the things I've always tried to teach the kids was um, there's certain things that you just can't control. Right. You can't control, um, maybe certain things about how people react to you or whether they, uh, like you, don't like you, things like that. But what you can control is how you present yourself and have some accountability and, and, and things like that. And I was, I was talking to, to, um, one of the boys last night and we were talking about, um, Friendships and, and and things like that. And I said, you know, there's for me, uh, I, I gave a great example of uh, of my first marriage. Right. Uh, I was not a very good person. Sometimes uh, I probably didn't treat my ex-wife as nicely as I should have. Uh, I probably well, I mean, not probably. It's the truth. Holy crap, my microphone just there we go. Sorry about that. Um, you know, I just they, they should um, I wasn't a very nice husband uh, and I was would make jokes at her expense. I would neglect maybe some of her needs, uh, put some of my needs above what was best for uh, our marriage. And for what she needed, now let's, you know, let's not kid ourselves. She wasn't a saint and we are not compatible. And I am not sad that we're not married anymore. But after that, I really looked and said, you know, there's certain things about me that I need to fix and get past and change and be better at. So that the next person that comes into my life isn't treated the same way, and I don't end up in the same type of marriage. And a lot of that, I had to take a hard look at myself and and and, and the self reflection that I had. Um. And you have to be honest with yourself about it. You 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 have to be honest about it. You can't. Um, you can't just uh, not accepted, right? Like you have to, I, well, just like what I talked about, I, I did. I think sometimes when I would make jokes at, at, at my ex-wife's expense, it was funny and I was doing it to get a laugh. Sure. You know, and all those things, but was I really being a good husband? No, I wasn't. I, I don't, uh, I'm not proud of that. I don't, um, I don't think that that was very nice and uh was i very patient no i wasn't very patient i would snap i would fly off the handle uh all those things i had to fix first right before the next person that came into my life was going to be able to have a relationship with me uh and it's super important to be honest with yourself and it's not an easy process it it, it takes a gut punch sometimes like it, you know you really have to look and think am i really like that uh it was an interesting conversation that we had yesterday um i hope that the kids get it um i think they will i think they do um, So. That, that was when I went through it. That was a that was a really hard process, and I will tell you that you know a lot of people will make fun of um, like the Catholic faith and the uh, and some of the things that the Catholic Church makes you do. But when Stacy and I decided to get married, um, because we were previously married before, we had to get an annulment, and part of the annulment process was us sitting down and writing out a historical synopsis of our previous marriage and what went wrong and where did we fail and man when you sit down with a pen and paper and like hard write that stuff out you're just lying to yourself if you're not honest you're not doing yourself any good if you're not honest about it and it was uh, that was a brutal process but man did it help me kind of get an idea of what I needed to fix and what I needed to be better at and you know I there's times where I will like maybe think in my head oh I you know Stacy might be wearing a shirt that I think is funny or 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 she may say something and I'll you know and in my mind I will think oh that would be funny to say and she she would never take offense to it but I just in my mind hold her in such a reverence like spot that i just like don't do it anymore that's a that's an example of kind of how i've how i've kind of evolved (laughs) changed i guess i I don't know um yeah so that's i mean that's kind of the discussion we had last night and i i hope it does some good um but we'll see uh, got a second interview scheduled for today. I, I guess I wouldn't call it an interview. It's a discussion, it's a talk. Uh, it's for the nonprofit that I uh, was telling everybody about, uh, that I uh, had a phone call with. Uh, apparently it's being done through a search firm. So, um, I've never kind of went through that process. This will be interesting. I have no idea what this is going to entail. I have no idea what it's going to pay. I have no idea if it's something I can take. Um, but I have also had a couple people reach out uh, and I've reached out to a couple people. So I have some good leads. I think, um, uh, well, let me tell you, the unemployment process is a pain in the ass. I applied for it, uh, the week that I got laid off. And then last week I went to go, or, and then at the beginning of this week I went to go file my first claim and it told me I had to refile the whole process again. So I, I don't even know, uh, I mean it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to be honest with you and it's not like um <laughs> I mean it's not like they're going to you know uh like give me a shit ton of money here so for again I'll reiterate for all you people that think that the government's paying people to stay home because they make more money staying home than they do working that's not the case <laughs> so uh, I would love to have my job but um yeah this nonprofit is uh is super interesting and i i'm so passionate about wanting to do it uh it's for an organization that um, provides uh some meal times for families and probably i think what i've heard is the poorest neighborhood in the in the city of des moines um and then it's got some after school programs and a summer program and i would be in charge of you know uh the fundraising and the uh the Corporate communications for it. Well, I shouldn't say corporate, but the communications, making sure all the grant stuff is filed on time. It's a big responsibility, and I'm super passionate about it because, you know, that was one of the things I loved about Stacey is when we first met. Um, we had talked about when we retire to to maybe join the Peace Corps or something like that, where we can help people and help you know individuals that are just never going to have a chance. And after, like, this shooting that happened uh, at, the, uh, at, the, um, at the school that uh, Will Keeps uh, had started, and, man, I would love to be able to make a difference so that some of the kids that end up in that particular school get a head start even before they get to that point. Um, my dad uh, had taught me a lot about charity uh, in secret he was like uh when he started his business he uh he did this thing where he would always donate money to um um he would always uh donate money to a family every christmas but then he would always have me or the guy that worked with us todd uh drop it off and i asked him what time i said dad do you ever like why don't you ever go and want to meet these families and things like that and see who you're helping and and, and he's like, because it's not about me, uh, I just as soon do it in secret. I don't want anybody to know. And that always kind of struck me um, because he wasn't doing it for the recognition. He wasn't doing it for the pat in the back. He just wanted to help somebody. And he had been there like a lot of times when he was a kid and when we were kids. Um, but then and I was kind of always had that uh, that attitude about doing it in secret. And then. Uh, I remember sitting next to a guy on a plane one time and we were talking about charity and he was like, he was talking about putting money in the collection plate and he was fairly, uh, wealthy. Uh, I got the impression, um, not that he flaunted it, but I mean, he, I just got the impression that, and he said, um, he said the the minister pulled him aside one time and said, Hey, I noticed that it, I, he said, I know that you do a, uh, a weekly donation online and it's already submitted for, for the church collection. He said, do you, do you think that you would be okay if you just dropped a blank envelope in the collection plate every week? And the guy was like, well, why would I do that? And he's like, well, because if there's other people that see you not putting something in the collection, if other people see you putting something in the collection plate every week, then that shows them a message that, that you are giving and will help other people realize how important it is to give. And I kind of thought about that and I was like, you know, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Like this charity auction that I do for the Knights, I'm really proud of the work that we've done there. Uh, And therefore, why I would never talk about what I did. And it was always a thing. At the event, I never called myself out. It was always, my team's done an amazing job. Let's give my team a hand and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as I started to think about it, I think it's okay to be open about how hard you work at charitable organizations because I'm a busy guy. I'm a family. I have a family of six. I I work. Well, I had a job at one point, but that's a whole other story. Anyways. Uh, but yet, I still found time to do these charitable organizations. And then if there's people out there that go, oh, I would love to do that, but I don't have the time. But if they see me doing it and think, well, I know Chris is super busy and all the time and look at all the charity that he does. If he can do it, I can do it. Maybe that's the, the, the way I need to to wire. Right. So I've kind of been more open about the work that I do there at the church and things like that. Um, and it makes me feel good. Right. So. um you know, like my 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 friends uh, Dan, who you know passed away a few years ago, and then his wife Christy, and Christy so goes. I was always super jealous that they spent their Christmas mornings and Thanksgiving mornings serving food at a homeless shelter. I always wanted to do that, and I was like, man, they get to do that. That's cool. I would have never thought to do that if somebody else wouldn't have told me about it, right? So, you see a chance to be charitable or something, do it, man. It, it's it's great, and it and really does help you feel better about yourself and it helps you meet some of these people that it takes the stigma away and you realize they're hard-working people too they just need help right what else uh, i'm leaving for spencer on friday to beat the snow that's coming on saturday which sucks ass i'm tired of the snow already we were talking about this at breakfast yesterday uh, like December snow. Well, like late November, early December snow is kind of exciting because it's, oh, it's the first snow and it's so pretty. And then you get into Christmas time and all the people's houses, lights and the snow. And if it snows during December, you're like, oh, it's Christmas. This is so great. Um, And then January, you kind of get a mid thaw sometimes, you know. Um, uh, But, you know, you're still kind of co- coming off that new year, Christmas, so on. But man, when you get to February and it's and it snows, at that point you're like, this sucks. I still have like a month and a half before spring break. I'm gonna have to deal with this shit for another month. Like, at that, I think February snow is the worst snow. I, I'd love to know everybody's thoughts. What's the worst snow? Is it February snow? Is it January when it's probably even brutally colder? I don't know, uh, March snow, maybe March snow is it. Like you, you feel like, Oh, it's almost here. We're almost a spring. I can see the golf course and then it snows. Um, so yeah, shoot me your ideas. What, what do you think the worst snow is? I'd be curious to know that. So, uh, so, uh, got some speaking of charity, got some running around to do to do some charity stuff. Uh, uh, I'm going to compile my list tomorrow for, um, top ten wrestlers and wrestling moments uh, and their best moments. Maybe I'll bring Jordan on and see what he and, and see if he can give me a ranking of what mine are. That'd be kind of cool. Um, otherwise, uh, man, everybody have a great day. Uh, it's going to be a nice little uh, uh, day out, and um, you know, let's just—I don't know, let's just go have a good time, right? Uh, I know that um, we have, uh, I, again, I'm going to Spencer to go see my sister-in-law uh, who is um, going to uh, retire. She, it's her retirement fund or her retirement uh, uh, party. Uh, 30 years as a dispatcher. Could you imagine that? We need to get her on the pod and have, like, the best, like, uh, dispatch stories or whatever else. So, uh, again, check out all our sponsors. Rebelton Distilling Company. I'm heading down there to talk to Rob today. Uh, see him uh, down at Oceola, Iowa. Hit up Brown Dogs Farms. The, they're at the farmer's markets during the summer. They uh, go to their website. Um, they sponsor stuff at the Iowa Wild and the Iowa Wolves. Uh, And then, again, make sure you check out uh, Kyle's series on first-time homebuyer uh, journey and what he can offer first-time homebuyers. Uh, Check out the the first video on our Three Beards Media YouTube channel. Uh, And then, you know, if you guys see this and you want to hop on, you comment on the Facebook, comment on YouTube, and and let's have a discussion while we're going at it. Uh, New episode of Old Man Strength launched this morning. Uh, We had Coach John Walling on. Uh, he's the father of uh, former Iowa State football player um, Roy Walling, and an East Side legend, uh, taught and coached uh, uh, in the district on the East Side for I think 30 years. Um, and, uh, and be sure to check out all the all the great stuff. I think Bitter Units is going to da- is going to d- record an episode tomorrow. So um, everybody, have a great day. We're gonna uh, we're gonna close out today with a little bit of ACDC. And let's rock out the weekend, boys. Let's go. Have a great day. out, everybody.